You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. All right, everybody, and we're back. It's Tuesday, Tazzy Tuesday, obviously. It's is it Tazzy Tuesday? It is. What about Taco Tuesday? Uh, tacos with a side of ta- Well, no, Tazzy with a side of tacos. Tazzy with a side. Do you actually eat tacos on Tuesday? If one of my boyfriends decides to bring me tacos, then yeah, I do. You're going to eat it. But if not, you don't go out and see. Oh, no, 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 no. Taco Tuesday is becoming a huge thing. You know, LeBron James wanted to trademark he the sure name did. Taco Tuesday. I don't know why he would think he would even have that <laughs> right. Because he, he's LeBron James. Because he's LeBron right. James. So have, you know, you're in the middle of, of a new week, Tazzy. Is the week now a little bit less stressful since you're no longer working on your feature film? Um, Not less stressful because it just made it easier um, for me to mainstream other projects I was working on. So outside of, like my schedule was set so that the feature would be my primary. But now I'm able to double up on all of the other projects that I also had in the works. So that's becoming, you know, a lot better. Uh, shout out to most of the people on my team. Y'all know who y'all are and whatever specific projects you're on because we've made a great schedule. October is about to be insane. Insane October. So I'm excited to see what happens in October. Hopefully in October you will find time to read the show notes and really be <laughs> up to par and abreast of the news stories that we talk about. Uh, this whole entire week, we are joined by Tracy Bonner, Date Yourself Girl, Atlanta actress, as well as acting coach. Tracy, welcome to our Tuesday episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, we are happy to have you with us. And so, uh, one thing that I really want to talk to you about uh, today on our Tuesday episode is how someone can really pursue a career in the business. I know that you have an agent. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel as though for someone who aspires to be an actor and act as an agent is an essential component of that journey? Absolutely. But we also do live in uh, the time where you can self-submit yourself on Actors Access, Cast It, Talent, and other websites. So, But I will say um, casting directors and producers respect you a little bit more when you have representation, a manager or uh, an agent. So what's the benefit of having an agent? Well, they get the submissions before anybody else. Um, uh, They also can help you get feedback on your, your auditions. If you didn't book, you can... Uh, get feedback for that and like I said they can get you in the room too because we now live in the world of self-tape but they can push for you to get in the room they can negotiate your contracts you know to get you more pay you know it's just all kinds of benefits and they become your friend you know you can talk to them a little bit uh, more about your goals and aspirations where you want to be some people are okay with just doing co-star some people are just okay with being a guest star my goal is to be a series regular so I get to go in the room and talk to her about you know hey here's some of the roles I want to do hey here's a show that I really like how can we get me on this um, they have connections to other uh, agencies and other markets 
So, I mean, it's just a... And has your agent been successful in making those connections for you so far? Yes. How much of a financial cut does your agent get? Mine gets 10%, and so does my manager. And the thing people need to understand, when you have a manager and an agent, it doesn't matter if your manager or your agent got you the gig, you pay them both. You pay them both. So so what's the difference between the two, and what is the advantage of a manager? um, The advantage for my manager, uh, having my manager, is that she's in L.A., um, and she... She get a manager. A manager can get in the room with these casting directors quickly, more quickly than a, an agent. Like they have more personal relationships, mm-hmm. and because they're typically boutique uh, agencies, um, they have a smaller number of artists, so it gives them more uh, relationship value with their uh, actors. So um, they can go in and tell them a little bit more about me than my agent would, who's representing 200 people. Mm -hmm. So when you are looking at roles that you're going to audition for, how do you select the roles that are right for you? Yeah, well, (laughs) sometimes you don't select the roles that are right for you because you may not have been working for a long time and you need to get in, in the room, right? Um, but for me, now that I am booking a little bit more, I am, um, a little more selective if it, it, it it's really about if it speaks to you if the role speaks to you uh for example i got called in uh, to play a transgendered woman on a very popular show i turned it down not because she was transgendered i turned it down because of what they expected me to do as this transgendered woman on film that you know i teach babies and i didn't want them to see miss bonner with the dildo stretched uh, attached to her you know it's just a certain image that i didn't want to um was it a lucrative opportunity was there a lot of money attached to the role yes it was it was um guest star recurring which means you get top bill in the front of top of show and at the end of show uh in the credits and then you get more money guest star is like ten thousand dollars an episode at least ten thousand dollars episode. So yeah. So, but but all money in the industry isn't worth what may come with. Yeah, it. and I'm at the point in my life where I'm 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 a woman of a certain age, so certain things I'm just not rushing to do, or I don't feel the need anymore to do to help boost my career. The younger Tracy might have said, oh, "Okay, I'll do this," but now that I've been in the education system and I've been around kids, and I just got you know, different people watching me. I just, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do that. You talk about the, you just kind of mentioned some of the side work that you do mm-hmm. as an acting coach. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that has done for your career? Yeah, I happened upon acting coaching. Um, I started noticing that um, I was taping a lot of my friends for their auditions and they were really enjoying the feedback that I would give during their sessions. Um, just some little tweaks or some things that I would add to enhance their audition. Um, and it's just become a labor of love now. Now, I love to do this thing. Um, so, what was the question? I'm sorry, I kind of lost my... What, tell us a little bit about your work as an acting coach. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing, so, so, so you... I opened my own taping service. I'm sorry. Um, I opened my own taping service because I felt that there was a need uh, for a taping service that was run by an actor. 
Um, a lot of these taping services will charge astronomical numbers to self-tape. I just went on someone's website and she charges $220 for 60 minutes to coach you and self-tape you. Well, you better almost guarantee me the gig if I'm paying you $220 as an actor. And so I really didn't believe in paying, you know, I don't think we should pay for auditions. Like I got to pay, but it, I do realize it is an investment. It's also my time that I'm giving you. I also edit your audition and I submit them to your agent or um, to Actors Access or whatever. So I undercut a lot of the taping services. And then I just feel like actors are stronger directors because we know both we we get to see both sides right um we know how it is to prepare uh an audition side or prepare for mm. a script and so um we just have a little more insight than maybe a director would not saying that directors don't um but just a little more insight on being an actor so i i would recommend if you are considering being a director take some acting classes because it'll help you with the process and make you a stronger yeah. director. Tazzy, have you taken any acting classes? Yeah, it was required for my program. Absolutely. And so what were your thoughts on that experience? Um, I don't want to be an actor. <laughs> it's, um, it's fun. Like, it's fun. It's just some parts of it that I'm... I don't like having to memorize lines mm-hmm. and wait for cues and that type of thing. Like, you... To be a good actor, actress, um, you truly have to be passionate and serious about it. Like... Mm-hmm you really, really have to decide, like, this is something I want to be serious about because the truly great ones, like, this is their life. They love it. Like, you have to love it. You can't half-ass being an actor. It's not going to come out. And that's basically what I got from the class. Like, you can't half-ass this shit. Not if you want to be great. And not at all. Because I was in there like, ooh, let me learn my little line so I can get my grade. But I, I'm not loving this. And and to to her point, to have to learn lines and put everything on the floor for an audition and you don't book it, and you have to have a passion for it. Like you, we are told no all the time for many different reasons. Your look. I was told that a show wanted me, but I didn't have enough followers on Instagram. Like it's you know, so you told no all the time, and so it has to be some kind of love. And passion for it. To keep you motivated, inspired, to get back up and keep going and keep going. Absolutely. Um, So that's a, you know, really good point and kind of a good segue to go into uh, Tuesday's big news. So has, have either of you had the brand new Beyond Meat burger? It's not a meat patty, it's plant-based burger. Where? I think they sell it at Burger King. Yes. So have you had it? Because McDonald's has now selected the Beyond Meat Burger to be a part of their Canadian trial for veggie burger and very likely that it will do well and then come here to the United States. Um, I'm not eating none of that stuff. You're not eating it? No. Have you had it? No, I just said I'm not eating it. Tracy, have you tried it? I have. I like the Burger King Impossible Whopper. The Impossible Whopper. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't had the Beyond Beyond Meat meat. from... Has it, it hasn't, it hasn't been, come yeah. here yet. It's, it's in Canada. It's going to come out in Canada. and uh, But the stock for, for Beyond Meat has gone up significantly, as has the stock in McDonald's. Now that McDonald's has announced, they're going to invest in uh, a vegetarian burger, a veggie-based burger. Um, Tazzy, why are you so anti 
beyond the meat. Cause I okay, so I can I understand eating veggie burgers and all of that, and um, I know you know I can look at the pack of and be like black bean burger with this this and this, but these next level beyond meat and um, impossible yeah. whatever. I don't know what the hell they putting in here to try to make it taste mm-hmm. just like meat. Like, mm-hmm. I heard the slutty vegan burgers be bleeding like they really are meat. Like, you bite into it, it still has a little juicy type of blood. Now, what what the, what the hell is in this? So, so have you, so have you had the slutty vegan together? No, I'm not, I'm not Tracy and I yeah. had the slutty vegan together for mm-hmm. the first time. And Tracy really enjoyed her slutty burger. I did. You did. You had. Did you, what was your? So for our listeners, I know most of you are local, but for those of you who are not local, the Slutty Vegan is an Atlanta food sensation. It is owned by a phenomenal young black woman entrepreneur. It's, they out. started out as a food truck. It is now a standalone restaurant in the historic West End and still a food truck. And they have the lines wrapped around the corner. She is now going to expand her restaurant and open up a whole nother location because it's doing so well. Uh, Tracy and I went there. Uh, the They have different names for their burgers like the Sloppy Toppy, the Fussy Hussy, and things geared around slut life. So, Tracy, you thought the burger was good. Yes, I did not. What? Think that the burger was amazing. I am very... People get get mad at me when I don't sing the praises of leaders in our community or entrepreneurs in our community. But I feel that it's essential to be honest about everything, regardless. And I tasted... You know, as you guys know, you know, my weight loss journey is a is a process. So I'm very (laughs) conscious of what I eat and of the calories I bring in. When I went to the slutty vegan and got my burger, I noticed off the bat that there was no way the burger was going to be a low calorie burger. Personally, I know people want to be vegan. Some there's a whole body of people that do it for the animals. They do it for the civil rights of the animals and of nature. So they want to protect the cows, protect the pigs. They want these animals to live happily and ever after. <laughs> I don't care about that cow and pig. I believe God gave me the bountifulness of the earth and made me humans for a reason. So I don't really care about the animals. I hate to say it. Don't come and give me peed. I'm not wearing leather, but I don't care about this cow. So I'm not <laughs> trying to be vegan to protect the cow. If I'm going to eat veg- vegetable-based foods, I'm doing it for low calories. And that the, the, the burger from Slutty Vegan was a load of... It was about 2,000-calorie burger. It was a, just as much calories as I would get at any other burger, if not more because of the sauce, the cheese, and the other things they do to, the, to it. So when I ate the burger, this is no knock on Hardee's, but I would equate the burger to be equal to a Hardee's patty or a Hardee's burger. It tasted... More like meat than a black bean burger or some other kind of like burger or a portobello mushroom burger. But it didn't taste like high quality grade A Angus beef either. So to me, if you are a strict vegan or vegetarian, then you may want to get the slut of a veggie burger. Mm -hmm. But if you eat meat, like I eat meat, then you're only getting a low taste of poor meat it's not to me worth it i was disappointed and i haven't been back since i'm not going to eat the beyond burger i don't want gluten and wheat germ all these things they do to make this taste like meat uh in my food but that's my personal choice with it i think that's why though (laughs) these restaurants are starting to do that is because just think about it when you travel 
and you are vegan or vegetarian or whatever and you can never stop at a at a fast food restaurant and just grab a sandwich and get back on the road right and so i think this will make it a little more convenient because i know for me when i was trying to be vegan and trying to be you know low calories or whatever i would always have to get out and take about an hour to sit down and order food and eat and then get back on the road. So this does make it a little more, um, uh, it makes it quicker for you to to be able to just grab and go. I, I, I love that aspect. And it tasted good to me. Again, I don't eat beef on a regular. Mm-hmm. I may eat beef once, twice a year. So it tasted as close it was great. to beef yeah. to me than any. I had a burger just before I got here. It was so good. Where did you get the burger from? Farm burger. And it was mm-hmm. great. It was great. A great burger. See, um, so <laughs> you guys watch Married to Medicine. I do. Shout out to Quad who so went to the Tennessee State University. Yeah, you're a Quad fan. Is Quad still married? Uh, no. They um, are divorced. I think so, yes. Okay. On this season, yes. They... Tez, have you watched the show? No. You know, I don't watch the show faithfully. There isn't anyone on the show that has really connected to me in the way that, like, Phaedra connected to me mm-hmm. on The Real Housewives, Candy Burris. There isn't anyone on this show that I actually, like, really, really like. The mm-hmm. first season, I liked Mariah, but after that, not really. But Jocelyn Hernandez is joining the cast of Married to Medicine. Oh, so she's not just a pop-up? I saw the I thought she yeah, was a she pop-up. she was meant to be a pop-up. But she went off in the clip. But that one experience made her a cast member. Now, what? Yes. I, so what are your thoughts on Jocelyn? Before I give any insight, what it says, Jocelyn was supposed to appear for a quick cameo. She's going to be close friends with a new cast member named Buffy Purcell. But as soon as she got on camera, she stole the scene. She did. The way she talked to the other ladies was so out of pocket and it made for such great TV that Bravo had to invite her, invite her back <laughs> to well, be a part of the season. Well, I think that's what makes me sad about it, is, is that a lot of these reality shows, we see far too many black women snapping on each other, reading each other, fighting each other, and she, for me, brings too much negativity. To be fair, they started with her. As soon as Wait, she walked into the, the scene, oh, okay, I didn't see the whole as soon as she walked into the area, one of the women was like, you let her be around your husband. And that was the start of like, well, damn, you already being shady. Like, why would you even say that about me? Like, yeah. I'm a homewrecker or some shit, which she is because she was messing with Stevie. When but was are you girl. really a homewrecker when the man comes to you and tells you? That but you I'm know that person's married or but, together but, with somebody. But they say, were I'm not all, dealing with. But they you. was also sleeping together too. I'm not dealing she with was, you if you're in a committed she relationship. She was sleeping with that girl. What girl? She was sleeping with Mimi. Mimi is a whole. Oh, lady. but that was like after. That was later on. We're talking about like at the beginning of. Uh, I don't believe it. I hip-hop. believe when they the first season of that is hip-hop TV. Atlanta, that is made for I don't TV. I feel like she was fucking that girl. Then. I do. I believe. I feel like Mimi was like, okay, we can start fucking now. Still trying to hold on to Stevie, but that's stupid. Mm. Either way, mm. Jocelyn walked into the scene and they <laughs> wait, just wait. at her first. I actually have never seen. Um, what's the watch. show Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is that yeah. what they're on they were That's on the best. I don't know if she's still on it so it I didn't know that Jocelyn had a eventually started a relationship with Mimi on the show not on the show see this is what I'm saying a lot of these shows are made for TV they right. do not reveal the true relationships of these people 
Okay. And so one day Jocelyn drops this bomb and says, but you used to be my girl, my girlfriend. And then it was revealed that she and Stevie and Mimi have been sleeping together. And I do believe that was the basis of their entire relationship. That's what I believe. I think Jocelyn was messing with that man. Mimi found out about it, was hurt, blah, blah, blah. And in a desperate attempt to like keep him as her man or whatever, she was down with the like, let's do this. You gonna mess with her? I'll I've never seen the show. But it's also. But I've seen the great clips and the memes <laughs> of Stevie. You know, what, is, what was that? Stevie J. Yeah. You know, uh, the great. So I think that is good. I will watch Married to Medicine when to see her on the show to see if, if it's a good show. Because her, her clips were funny. <laughs> her clips funny. were funny. That's funny as hell. And what's odd, you know, it's just, I always said it's so, you know, uh, you know, my birthday is November 3rd. Stevie J and Jocelyn have the same birthday, which is also oddly November third. So I'm gonna watch. I always support my, my fellow Scorpios. Okay. Um, we all know about this week in the news with Takashi Six Nine. Uh, what do you guys think about Takashi? I think it Where was he co- set yeah, up from okay. the beginning because so? he came the out the point. Yeah. He came out the blue. Now y'all, I, I think he. Well, then he came from like the internet, right? Wasn't he like a YouTube kid? But or... I do think that no. he was. I feel like he was set up to not set up, but he was put in the industry to do this. And I do think him turning down this um, what what is it that he's supposed to have uh, witness protection. witness protection is another setup because who does that if you ain't already got it? You know what I'm saying? So I think he was a plant. He's an informant from the beginning. He was an industry plant. They put him out there now. They're locking up all these niggas. Mm-hmm. And he's not that talented, y'all. He's, he's not, not that talented. And he looks like a hot mess. And that's another thing. Like, when he takes his hair out and they cover up his tattoos, he's going to look like a whole other person. I believe. Mm. So you think that he's going to just disappear? Mm-hmm. Well, he says he's not about to disappear. He The other day, I feel like I saw a tweet or somebody was saying he feels like He's gonna be more famous than ever when he gets released. Like, do you think he'll, that he'll still be able to have a career in the no, music industry? I don't know. If these men that he snitched on really brought that life, he should be dead soon. Dang. If what? they're truly about this life that they acting like, if this about, is real, yeah, if this is real, then he'd probably be dead. Like, you can't snitch on that caliber of people and that amount of people and get people fifteen plus years in prison. And all of a sudden, you get out, you leave, and you just walk away fine he without gonna, witness protection. Yeah, he's going to move the boys out of home. He said he ain't going to where you going back home. Well, that's what I'm saying. I believe yeah, he'll hide. It says that he testified against two of his former uh, confidants in a sweeping racketeering and firearms case prosecutor brought against the gang. And, with, and the gang is the nine trade gangster bloods um, for hours. And he walked the jury through the inner workings of the nine trade gangster bloods uh, that is, you know, for hours. Uh, And it was, uh, this is a gang that started back on Rikers Island in the 1990s. So. He gonna be like Pookie in New Jack City. Pookie in New Jack City. He was a plant. Uh Uh-huh, the whole time. So I don't recall seeing New Jack City, but I'm certain Whoa. that it was. You are like, not black. Yeah. He's not black people. We know but that. Fantasia is. <laughs> Fantasia is black, and she says Fantasia. women are alone because they don't submit to their men. In a video that has now gone viral, mm. where many people have, uh, if she she said it on 
the Breakfast Club, actually, and so that clip has gone viral. And she stated that women can't find a man because they want to be the boss and refuse to submit. Mm-hmm. Most women are trying to be a leader. That's why you can't find a man. You can't be the king in the house. Fall back and be the queen and let your man lead the way. She also said this problem is a generational curse and how society has placed our men in the background. How women have to stand up to be the mother, the father, and provider. So now you are so bad that you can't be told nothing. That's when the right man comes, but you lose him because you're trying to be that man. Mm-hmm. So for two black women in the studio, who are what, single, I'm what single. are your thoughts? Tazzy is dating. What are your thoughts? <laughs> What are your thoughts about Fantasia's statement? I agree. Uh, To an extent, I call this uh, the Willie Lynch syndrome that we as African-Americans do have, where the African-American man was taken out of our household and we women have had to be independent. Um, And so we have not been demonstrated properly how to be submissive. Uh, my parents have been married for 44 years and my grandparents were married for 47 before my grandfather passed and then my other set 62 years before my grandfather passed. So I was demonstrated uh, by women how to, to be in a relationship. Um, it was easy for my grandmother, my mom's mother especially, to be submissive to her husband because he was that provide she didn't have to ask him to do things mm-hmm. he did them because he knew he needed to take care of his home so i didn't watch my grandparents argue i never saw her uh berate him or say anything negative to him because of the way he treated her it's easy for us and i, I agree with her it's easy for me to be submissive to a man who can demonstrate to me that i will be protected and provided for and that he respects me and my voice and won't keep me like from being who I am, who loves me unconditionally. And in, well, Tracy, that's me. a very eloquent argument if that was an argument Fantasia Verino would have made. But she did, eventually. Okay. <laughs> she, she didn't do it on The Breakfast Club. She and her And husband. she didn't do it the they way that you just did it, right? Like that's, that's, that's why it's so controversial. She didn't say it that way mm-hmm. on the clip that I saw. Yeah. And so what I hear is that, okay, it's easy for you to sit here and say this mm-hmm. when that's what you want to be, but you're putting down women who are not in your boat, who may not have the man that you have or who have to find ways of supporting their family and themselves and keeping things afloat. Mm-hmm. And to me, she put that down. And I and to me, it's like, uh, I, I, I do not want to in any way say one bad thing about Fantasia Marino, but we know your life. We know your education. We, we know your past. Movie. You have no right to put down any black woman in At this all. nation who has worked hard and strived to overcome when that's what you are doing when it's a stroke of blessed luck. Well, okay. So back to the point of submission. I, I agree with submission in your relationship. Like Tracy was saying, my parents have been married 37 years. Um, so I have an example of like a black household and like a man running a house. But the problem with my generation and the word submission is these niggas don't bring nothing to the table. Like you can't expect me to submit if I'm the one working, I'm the one paying the bills, I'm the one doing everything. Like, no, you, you, you're the housewife. You need to be submitting to me. Like it's a different thing. Like Tracy said, like you watch an example. My daddy always made sure we had everything we needed. He provided like me and my sisters grew up just fine. My mother never wanted for anything. She didn't have, we, we, it wasn't a household where it's like, 
oh, she's submitting to this no good man. Like, I'm not submitting to a man that is not being a man and providing. Like, you want to do this whole typical uh, gender rules and those types of things, then you need to do it across the board. Like, it has to be everything. It can't just be women submit, but now I don't have to do anything else that the man is supposed to do or whatever aligns with those gender roles that you want in your relationship. So whatever works for you, honestly, at the end of the day is my thing, but... Yeah. I have no issues with that. I believe I, you know, I, I disagree with you both. And that I believe that women should not submit any more than a man has to submit. I believe that it's important for people to be their authentic selves in their relationships We're not saying the women are and in their marriages. But in regards to submitting, but both have to submit. But that's, it's a give and take. But that's sometimes, a conversation that's right. that they have. But yeah. at all times, they sometimes can't... the man will submit to his wife, and sometimes the wife will submit to her husband, yes. and that is the process of yin and yang, give and take. That but is what saying, they They're discuss. talking about leading a household yeah. type of thing. Like that. Pretty, I believe that in terms of leading in your house, it should be based on your strengths. If your if the man is better with the finances, then let him handle the finances. But if the wife is better than the finances, I think that the wife should handle the finances. If the husband is better with disciplining the children, he should discipline the kids. But if the wife is better with discipline, then she should discipline. It becomes a matter of who has the strength in a certain area or a certain skill that handles that in a household. And I feel like that makes complete sense. But what I'm saying in terms of submission in my eyes is like the woman doesn't always have to feel like she needs to take control of every single element like I, my aunt, there I have a lot of aunts that are single mothers and of course it's harder for like I've talked to them it's harder for them to be in a relationship because they spent the last 20 years raising their children being the mother and the father in the house so then a man comes in and is like okay well let me help take these burdens off and they butt heads because you're so used to being mm-hmm. the one and only doing everything. So now man coming in and is like, well, I can handle this. I'll take care of this. And you like, nope, this is my house. I got it. Don't do not do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. See, here's, I have to agree and piggyback. Me being a woman of a certain age uh, <laughs> and being single, when a man comes into my life, well, I've already built all the stuff in my house. I done painted. I done did this. I done did that. I really don't need you for those things. I need you to be someone of good character, good standard, um, and and that makes me want to submit. A lot of men that I meet, they don't have that. So I'm like, well, I have to do everything on my own because you haven't proven yet that you are consistent, that I will be able to... Uh, uh, you were going to say something? No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. That I would be able to count on you to do and depend on you. So why would I give up my independence for someone who has not or submit that. in any way any area of your life to someone who isn't shown they're responsible with what you would want to then give to them but i did want to say this real quick okay, yeah. we've got to learn to also relationships have lost this this component submitting to the god in a person period period we do not we no longer go into relationships with the spiritual component. Mm. We go in with the outward component, how they look, you know, what kind of car they drive, what kind of job do they have, what can they do for me, you know. And what have you done for me lately? And we've forgotten that really a marriage is a spiritual thing. And that's why I want you to watch the video between uh, with uh, Fantasia and her husband because they talk about that. Mm. So I may watch it. Uh, I may give it a a view. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Fantasia has made some songs I've really enjoyed, uh, but she had to say a lot of things I really wanted to ever listen to. But <laughs> I will stupid. give Fantasia Barino and her uh, pastor husband a chance. Um, are we going to give, though, Kaya a chance? In our last uh, you know, news article for our Tuesday episode, you know, in last week, uh, Kaya went off on former Love and Hip Hop star, uh, Miami star, uh, Bobby Light, uh, as you reported, defended his cousin uh, Trina over some derogatory comments that were, were made by Kaya. Then Kaya came back and attacked him with some homophobic comments um, where it, exactly she said, we the people sentence you to a DNAIDS, AIDS test. <laughs> See, your access has been denied down that old town road cause you desperately chasing little not cause you been Desperately chasing little nods, and he don't want you, so you won't be riding no horses, but you can ride your sissy cauliflower colored ass down to the free clinic to get some penicillin shots. B word. She uh, <laughs> went forward and said, Child, get your S word together, go and get that throat and that loose a hole swabbed so that you can finally have several seats without having itching and a burning sensation in your pants. B word. When it comes to roasting the queen, please come correct. And Superpuss, we heard you and Trick were performing at your mammy funeral and no one was there. Those are some of the things that Kaya said that many people, both in the LGBTQIA community and otherwise, were offended by. Were you offended and do you feel as though Kaya should be canceled? Uh, I'm just I, not here about yeah, all. What do you think, Superpuss? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Because you have more to offer. I just think Kaya was being Kaya. She mm-hmm. reads people for a I film. agree. You know, I'm going to be honest with you and say that I don't think that... I do not think that, you know, that what Kaya said was necessarily wrong. It's not really probably... Uh, it's not really nice... To talk about anyone's, uh, any kind of health effect, anything that someone's dealing with in terms of a health issue, right? Is he dealing with this? I don't know. I don't know if this young man is HIV positive or has AIDS or not. I don't know that. But I don't think it's appropriate to make fun of having HIV, AIDS, cancer, diabetes, any disease. I don't think that's okay. You know, making fun of somebody having a, a cold or flu. It's not the appropriate thing to do. But it's also not appropriate to get out and you attack someone and expect not to be attacked back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's the way it works. If you're going to, quote unquote, roast, read, or throw shade, then you have to expect to get roasted, red, and shaded. That is how this world works. So I'm actually not highly offended by what Kaya said. There was nothing in there that I think, I, th- I think it wasn't necessarily the nicest thing to say or ethically the best thing to say. Nothing I would ever say. But at the same time, I don't think that it is warranting uh, this huge backlash that poor Kaya has gotten. I think people have said worse and gotten away with worse. She doesn't give a damn. So it doesn't really matter. Like, backlash don't mean anything. Kaya does, could yeah. care less. If she cared, she would have done some uh, dental work and she, she would have. She went and got yeah. her ass done before she got her, t- her teeth done. So you so know she her priorities all over the place. And that's okay. Yeah. I, do, I, don't, I don't watch Kaya. I don't know if she has a TV show still. I didn't watch she it when did. she was with T.S. Madison. I don't watch it now. I don't. 
think that I'll start watching it. But what I will watch uh, is Queen Sugar, and I've watched that, and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode, Tracy's role on that show, and what I love seeing in Tracy Bonner's work. So we'll hopefully catch you on tomorrow for our third and final installment uh, with Tracy.